Victors write the history books and then remove the statues of their rewritten books. The irony is really laughable at this point as the Biden administration attempts to remove the uh, reconciliation monument in Arlington Cemetery. But let's get into it. Welcome to the 17th episode of the Magnifying Glass podcast. I am your host, Elena Moore, and today I am joined by the American Stoic. Over the weekend, the Biden administration quietly began to remove the Civil War Reconciliation Monument in Arlington, Virginia. You know, the monument that celebrated the Union winning the battle between the states? After the highly contested Confederacy monument removals during 2020, it really makes you wonder why they are now removing the monuments put up for the opposing or winning side. But before we get too ahead of ourselves, let's go ahead and introduce our latest sponsor. This week's episode is sponsored by Dave's Tees. I have been looking for a dedicated patriot to make our t-shirts for Palmetto State Watch, and once I met Dave at one of our events in South Carolina, I started working with him to create our t-shirts. Dave is not only a successful business owner, but he is one of the most genuine individuals out there and makes the best quality 100% cotton t-shirts I have ever laid my eyes on. I ordered a batch of t-shirts from him and within three days he had made them and they were ready for me. Dave will go the extra mile to work with you to create the best version of your preferred t-shirt and will do whatever it takes to meet your deadline. I cannot recommend him enough. So make sure to check him out for all of your branding merchandise. You can email him at dave at davetees.com and tell him Elena sent you. And I will also put that email in the show notes as well. If you would like to be a sponsor on our show, reach out to us at the magnifying glass podcast at gmail.com, which you will also find in the description. But let's now get back to the show. So just a little update on what we've been working on recently. I have been doing a lot of different stories that have been local to South Carolina and linking them to around the nation. But currently, I have been in the major thick of it. So until then, our current government on the federal level has given us so many other fun topics to discuss. So if you would like to assist in writing some stories that are going on in your area, you can reach out to me at Elena at PalmettoStateWatch.com. But today we're going to be looking at this new story with the Arlington Monument at the Arlington Cemetery. And it's really interesting how this all came about. So we're going to go over a little bit about the background, why this is happening. It really reminds me of the meme that they have the where it started slash where we are now. And it seems that a lot of this started with tearing down Confederate monuments during COVID when people were bored and had nothing else to do. And now we're tearing down the reconciliation monuments? I mean, it almost seems uh, like it has nothing to do with the Confederacy. And it just seems like they want to erase history. But look, I could be crazy. I could be crazy. I could be completely out of pocket for assuming that. And I would hate to assign motive to a group of people who have been so upfront and honest and forthcoming about their goals, whether they be in government policy or uh, the culture. You know, the left, there's nothing you can say bad about the left, really. You know, they've never Mm -hmm. been duplicitous. They've never been underhanded. They've never used 
you know, appeals to emotion in order to push the country over the edge of a slippery slope. And definitely haven't been doing it for decades upon decades. Oh, no. Absolutely And there was not. nobody, not including myself, nobody who was predicting that this would go badly from the start. You did. I, don't know. I mean, man, how did we not see it coming? We I, I, completely you know, blindsided. Yes, we, you know we really need to be better. We must. You know what we should really do, Liam? Apologize. We should apologize. <laughs> what? What should we do? <laughs> we should build back better. Hmm. Oh yes. You know, which is kind of what they're doing. They had that whole plan where they're like, we're going to melt down all of these statues and then we're going to, uh, we're going to create more meaningful postmodern art structures for them. And mm -hmm. they actually came up with this, uh, the, the project to transform, uh, statues, uh, like the statue of the Confederate general Robert E. Lee is called swords into plowshares taken from a Bible verse in the book of Isaiah. This comes from NPR, obviously the, the pinnacle of journalistic integrity. Completely trust it, 100%. And, and definitely not manipulative. That, no. that naming, not manipulative. You know, just like, just like every, everything that they've done, whether it's been No Child Left Behind by the Bush administration or Common Core by the Obama administration or Black Lives Matter, you know, really any piece of policy, affordable, affordable Care Act, right? Any oh, yeah. type of policy or, or social movement, you know, that, that the left has, has created, you have to say that they've never really tried to pull the wool over the average Joe's eyes with the way that they name them. So, you know, just, you know, just taking a, a verse from the book of Isaiah, uh, completely in good faith and, and, and not at all motivated by, how do I put this, the goal of trying to just absolutely undermine the american people and the american way of life without having to actually go through the process of defending what they're doing right because mm -hmm. who are the people that would oppose you know taking down the monuments who would oppose re you know recasting them into these really awful looking postmodern art art pieces well it would be generally again i'm generalizing here but generally mm -hmm. it would be the conservative christian particularly in the bible belt because that's mm -hmm. where all of these statues are so whenever they go oh we're going to name this project after the book of isaiah i mean come on this this we're just taking this too far the pandering right now I mean, is absolutely out of the world don't you just isn't the bible just meant to be cherry picked because that seems to be the pope what seems else to think so yeah <laughs> I say that as a Catholic, but you have really the greatest leader ever. Let me tell you, I just, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And somehow is less senile than Biden. <laughs> I mean, man, look at the performances he's putting on. It really rivals what's going on with the white house Christmas video. Okay, but here's a real question, and this was this one I was actually struggling with yesterday. I don't know, did you see the MAGA hot wife uh, rapper video? No. And, okay, we have to put probably like 10 seconds of each video up. Please, for more years, please, for more years. Please, for more years. This Georgia peach got a little pinch of Atlanta. I know you see this booty bouncing like a basketball. But I'm conservative living, I just can't give it to y'all. 
Shout out to hardworking men. Ooh, I love me a Trump daddy. I'm a Trump Latina, so I had to leave Cali. We love our country, love our soldiers. Yeah, we love our veterans. Pledge allegiance to the flag. Trump is our real president. Trans men don't understand what it takes to be a woman. Let your man make the money, baby. You just do the cooking. Joe Biden's a Grinch. Kamala's a witch. Conservative and naughty written on my Christmas list. And I genuinely do not know if the Biden White House one or this one is worse. I actually probably think that the Biden White House one is a better performance. Mm -hmm. Just to give you an idea of how bad this is. Uh, but yeah, the the, po the politicization of, of holidays, particularly religious holidays, yeah. has to stop. It just yeah. has to stop. It, it gets really bad, especially when you lose the entire meaning. I mean, they we were already losing the meaning with it being overrun with, oh, Santa and gifts and Black Friday and all this other good stuff. And, and now it's, it has been completely politicized. After it has been wrung out by corporations using it as their little clickbait buyer time to, you know, put up their profits at the end of the year. The Lexus December to Remember sales event. It's like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> I think we're That's missing the point That's the true meaning here. of Christmas. It's the Lexus sales event. Oh my gosh. Do you want a new Honda Accord? <sighs> the economy is going to hell. You're probably going to get fired. You can't pay your rent. You can't eat three meals a day because you don't have the money. How about a $35,000 car? Just a little bit more debt on top of the rest. What? What's doing? The consumerist doing? dream. Oh, man. Oh, wait. Let's just rerun 2008 all over again, shall we? Okay, but before we get too off topic, um, yes. the monuments. Monuments. Okay. So let's talk about how this all started. And I found this really interesting. I don't know if I was just dazed and confused when this Nerd. all came out or completely missed it or what it was, but started doing some digging. Why are they allowed to do this? Huh. It all started back in, what, 2021 when Section 370 of the National Defense Authorization Act, or the NDAA, was enacted. The statute requires the Secretary of Defense to implement the plan submitted by the Naming Commission and removing all names, symbols, displays, monuments, and paraphernalia that honor or commemorate the Confederate State of America from all assets of the Department of Defense. In September 2022, the Naming Commission concluded that the Confederate Memorial was a monument within its remit and recommended that the statue atop of the monument and all bronze elements on the monument should be deconstructed and removed. This is all straight out of the letter from Christy Warmoth, if that's how you say her name, from the Department of Defense to Representative Andrew Clyde of Georgia. The letter continues that the Army is required by law to complete the removal of the Confederate Memorial by January 1st, 2024 deadline prescribed in section 370 u.s district court judge beryl howell affirmed this position when she recently held that quote once the commission has made its recommendation this section leaves dod no discretion on the question whether to comply end quote so that pause <laughs> okay look i i enjoy mocking democrats as next as, as much as the next one but that was no, I can't say that word. That was a particularly effeminate um, reading of that quote. I would be offended if I was them. If 
if we did not just have the story break that that you know I'm sure everybody saw, hopefully didn't see, but probably saw of the Senate staffers, which <laughs> brings me back to something. Are you talking about the NDA NDAA there? Mm-hmm. First of all, that gets passed every year, and it's usually like a, around a thousand pages, which is just an absurd length for a bill that gets get, and you're going to pass one of those every year. But I came up with a couple uh, other meanings for the for that acronym, the okay. NDAA, uh, and I just want to uh, uh, National Defense Authorization Act, right? So that's that's what it stands for. Right. We could also stand for Never Decline Anal Action, right, oh, Senate gosh, staffers. That's so much better. Uh, no Democrats argue anal, right? Mm. I yeah. don't think they so, could name it that because it seems like a conflict of interest there. Does it? Just I a thought little anal bit. was their interest. Yeah, I know, but can they actually set up a committee for an interest that's actually theirs? Or, oh, wait. That's how the government that's works. That's all they do. That's all they do. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but the NDAA. The fact that you're going to use the National Defense Authorization Act to then go and create a committee to go and review the naming of, you know, amphibious assault crafts, right? Oh, is is the name of this amphibious assault craft offensive? Right. What are we, what are we doing? Okay. Never mind. You're going to then take resources from a government mm-hmm. that is like almost forty trillion dollars in debt to then go and tear down a statue to history, which should never be done even if it doesn't put you further into debt. But we're literally going into debt to hurt ourselves at this point, which I I know is something that the U.S. government does every day. Okay, boo-hoo, obviously. But (laughs) it's just worth mentioning yet again that you have something that should not be done, the the desecration of history and the removal of history from the public's face, the public con- and therefore the public consciousness, coinciding with the replacement of the native demographics. But that's another topic, another topic for another day. Um, and then, not only are you doing this bad thing, but you're using the military, you know, authorization act right. to kind of just push this through. Which is just as again, it's it's the way government works. I mean, you're kind of like hiding all these agendas in what you. What the government, quote unquote, has to do. Who doesn't want to authorize more military spending, right? Nobody's going to argue against that. I mean, we're not only trying to wedge ourselves into the Ukraine war. We're trying to wedge ourselves into whatever the conflict you want to call overall in the Middle East. Oh, but number one priority that we also need to be spending our money on is removing these super offensive and super threatening monuments that even though they're for reconciliation, have to be for the white supremacists in some way, shape, or form, because, you know, it was before the 21st century. Therefore, it must be torn down. And that's the amazing thing, is that the statue would be the first war memorial that has ever been removed in from Arlington Cemetery. But that's where we want to be spending mm-hmm. our money. You know, I thought this was going to be an easy episode for us to avoid canceling ourselves. It's turning out to be a little bit more difficult than I expected. I know. You were just like, oh, this is a great topic. We can get to it. It'll be easy. It'll be clean. We can we can get through it quickly. No. We just decided to bring up every single topic that would get us canceled. But you know what? That's how we work. And I'm honestly shocked that Lady G didn't end up in the middle of it. But it seemed like he wanted to talk about other things than anal. So... Um, okay, but we could just play the entirety of this episode. Could literally, while we're talking, could literally just be 
the tape from the Senate staffers. Burn yeah. your eyeballs. If you you talk about av- having people click off of this episode right. so fast, the average view length would be like one and a half seconds. Hey, we, we would lose screwed in the algorithm. We would lose our current audience, but we would gain a complete new one. Until they heard what we were saying. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> It would only last until they f- Oh, man. I'm in hell. Oh, yep. I'm sorry. We are so far <laughs> down the rabbit hole. It's not even a rabbit hole. It's a A few moments later. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, Fox News reported on December 16th that Governor Glenn Youngkin said that he also disagrees with the Biden administration's decision to remove the statue and the grave of Moses Ezekiel, the renowned sculptor of the memorial. He said, quote, that the governor formally, or excuse me, this is Governor Youngkin's spokeswoman, Miss Porter, said in a statement to Fox News that, quote, the governor formally asked Secretary Austin to ensure that the grave of Moses Ezekiel and the accompanying memorial atop his grave remain in its revered location at the Arlington National Cemetery. The governor is disappointed that the Biden administration still sought to remove the memorial, but but believes that the new market battlefield state park in the Shenandoah Valley will provide a fitting backdrop to Ezekiel's legacy as a legendary sculptor and Virginian, even though he disagrees with the Biden administration's decision to remove it. Why does it feel like Yunkin's kind of going along with this? Oh no, a Republican not standing up against the deep state? Whoa. I've never seen this one before. This one's just really, really. He got a few inches later. But don't, 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 don't worry. Orgies don't happen in D.C., so it's fine. Remember, decency is on the ballot. Democracy, baby. We get what we deserve. Uh, the full saying, by the way, of that quote is that three days later. Man, let me tell you one thing. If we did just a whole episode on commenting on the video not even showing that video but just commenting on it i think we would be up it'd be all like night. a roast yeah it, no it'd be like a roast yeah and and that that and that staffer one so one thing that i found really interesting as we get back to our topic for the 50th time um is about this sculptor moses no moses ezekiel now, Moses Ezekiel, I decided, hmm, who is he? Let me look him up, you know, and uh, every single one that I clicked on, in- including my favorite, which I'm going to read real quick for you, from the Independent Media Institute. Uh, newsflash, they're not independent, but you know what? Before you take my word for it, let me just read you the headline real quick. The not-so-lost cause of Moses Ezekiel, the Jewish sculptor's Confederate statues, has become a beacon for white supremacists. This, mind you, was written in October 19th of 2018. Uh, Let's just go with the first little editor note that they have in the beginning, and then you know what? We'll move on. But I just found this super hilarious. They say, the most interesting takeaway from Laura Mahalan's, or Mahalman's, Look at the life of Moses Ezekiel, the Jewish sculptor who designed the Ode to Confederacy in Arlington Cemetery for a moment magazine below, is not the irony of neo-Nazis becoming the most strident and violent defenders of his sculptors. 
Neither is that seeming contradiction between Ezekiel's unbound love for the slaveholding confederacy and his Jewishness, gayness, and parentage of a multiracial uh, racial daughter. Okay, when I said that this would be an easy topic, I did not anticipate that quote being in there because there's like eight different things in there that are like caused to get canceled if I comment at all on them. Mm -hmm. Never mind like layering them. Once you start layering issues like slavery and Jewishness, you're in waters so dangerous. You missed the, the gay part. You would be happy to see a piranha in that type of waters. <laughs> Along with that, the um, Independent Media Institute's uh, board of directors in 2017 oh, yes. had to f had to fire Don Hazen, um, who was who was hired by them in 1991. So he had he had been there for almost 25, a little over 25 years, um, due to sexual harassment allegations. Uh, by at least five women no. that, that were featured on that were featured on a, a public radio program. Yeah, um, but you can always tell that the treatment of people on the left in you know in media in public life whether they're in politics or whatever is always different based on where you land on the political spectrum. Right? If you're on the right and some allegations come out, even if they're not proven, you know they're just pure allegations, and you're not going to resign or anything like that. It's going to be front page news Monday through Friday for at least two weeks. Okay. Now, if you're on the mm -hmm. left and you're a, a Democrat politician or you're a, a Democrat in the media and something really embarrassing happens, like you get, you know, caught with an underage, never mind. I can't, Epstein's off limits. Um, it, either way, if for some hypothetical reason you had to resign whatever post you had, You'll get to do it at the most optimal time in the news schedule, and then nobody will ever hear about it. So, whenever Don Hazen had to resign, he resigned three days before Christmas on December 22nd, which was a Friday heading into what is essentially a five-day weekend, <laughs> meaning that nobody heard about this. Right now, now you think about that if if the editor in chief of you know the Daily Caller mm -hmm. or one of the popular right-wing magazines or news websites or whatever had to resign because five women accused him of sexual assault how many times would you hear about that story over the next month yeah, you couldn't no. even count you Every couldn't headline. count there's no chance that you could count no it makes the stars in the sky look like a small number okay Every headline, every talk show, every tweet from every blue check mark well I guess not now that they have to pay for them but every like gold uh, news organization check mark you know, it's, it, it, it just goes to highlight the disparity that, that we have. And again, you know, I, I have no problem talking about people on the right whenever they do something wrong. I totally think Absolutely. that we should be able to call them out. And I don't think that, but that's not the point. I'm, I'm fine with that level of scrutiny. I would just like to see that level of scrutiny applied to everybody. And it, it, it's telling whenever they let people get away with it. The pipe dreams. Sounds so nice. Yes. Don't make a joke about that one. We're, we're moving on. We're moving on. Okay. Laying. The only reason they didn't get caught was because he piped yeah, down. Yeah, so Liam will also be starting his own little comedy show after hours uh, <laughs> at some point in the near future. Don't know when it'll be. Uh, hopefully he'll make it that far, but, you know, who knows? I'm a little bit afraid because, you know, most of those comedy clubs are, you know, pretty, pretty dark dark dimly lit areas and uh 
I'm a little bit afraid of how many Senate staffers would try and find me there. Listen to you. the drag shows and between everything else. I mean, I don't know if you're making it past it. Excuse me. I have to th- go throw up. <laughs> So there's even more updates on this, believe it or not. It came in earlier today, which is December 18th, that a group called Defend Arlington filed a lawsuit in federal court against the Army, seeking a restraining order to halt the removal of the Reconciliation Monument in Arlington National Cemetery. And once I did some digging into this, I saw that this actually happened a little bit more earlier this year. But nevertheless, this has also been hitting the news waves as this is all happening. The lawsuit states that the removal will disintegrate, damage, and likely destroy the memorial landing, which is the grave sites, at the um, Arlington National Cemetery as a grave marker and impede the memorial's eligibility for listing on the National Register of Historical uh, Places. The U.S. You know what also was desecrated, damaged, and likely destroyed in that Senate room? Weird. We're never moving on. Never. I thought you were like, oh, we're not going to talk about this topic. It's fine. We don't need to touch it. I can't help myself, kind of like a Senate staffer. You know, one day I just hope to see the headlines of Lady Lady G. Well, that's why he's called Lady G. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like Nikki Haley's a six and a half hours late. All right, so the U.S. Eastern District of Virginia federal judge Rossi Alston has granted their request for a stay until the hearing on the 20th, which would be December 20th. He stated that, quote, defendants may not take any actions to deconstruct, tear down, remove, or alter this object or the surrounding grave sites pending further actions of this court, end quote. His notes further reveal that Alston, quote, takes very seriously the representations of officers of the court, and should the representations in this case be untrue or exaggerated, the court may take appropriate sanctions, end quote. So, we will see if the Biden administration slash the DOD slash whoever the heck else is at the helm takes that seriously. Do they normally take it seriously, though, when it comes to legal documents? No. But we'll see. Department of in the Senate staff room. Are you just trying to pull out what you can? Yes. No, I, look, look, the rest of the episode is you. I don't, I'm not even thinking about no, the story anymore. I don't, I don't even know if you were there, bud. This isn't the only thing that has been happening during this year, uh, even though it seems that the majority have been pushed under the rug, because I'll be honest, we didn't even know this ended up happening. But the AP News reported on December 17th that earlier this year of 2023, Fort Bragg shed its Confederate namesake to become Fort Liberty part of the broad Department of Defense initiative motivated by the 2020 George Floyd protests to rename military installations that have been named after Confederate soldiers. The North Carolina base was originally named in 1918 for General Braxton Bragg, a Confederate general from Warrington, North Carolina, who was known for owning slaves and losing key Civil War battles that contributed to the Confederacy's downfall, end quote, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I'm just going to say that if those are the two things that you're known for, then you wouldn't have a statue named right. after you, okay? Like, that Senate staffer is not going to get a fort named mm-hmm. after him, okay? Because it's such an unimpressive thing, 
So clearly they're just underselling his legacy here. It's just Well, it's I just mean, are they actually underselling it when it is the I mean, Fort Bragg, you know, they're known for all of the suicides that happen there. Wasn't there a shooting there too? Oh yeah. A couple years ago? I mean, people are constantly dying at Fort Bragg. No one ever wants to go to Fort Bragg. It's actually a death sentence, quite literally. Because if you can't die in the Middle East, you can die at Fort Bragg. Well, thank you for joining us today on the Magnifying Glass podcast. We delve deep, bringing the overlooked into focus and magnifying the stories that matter to you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and share, helping us shine a light on even more discoveries. I'm your host, Elena Moore, and remember, sometimes the smallest details make the biggest difference. Don't say anything, Liam. Until next time, keep looking closer. Thank you.